Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I thought it was pretty clever. Jill Schlesinger, uh, Jill on Money, CBS News. And, you know, it's funny because I've started writing like a weekly sort of radio media column. And you realize how writing a column is not easy to come up with ideas. And, And it's so true. And you have to do, you've done it way longer than I have, and I, I've only done it for the better part of a year. But I, your statistic, first of all, Jill, good morning. How are you? I am well. I'm like, ah, I realize it's that you actually do a good job. Thanks. <laughs> what, no, I mean, it's not easy. and, and but It I, isn't. I really, the marriage statistics in terms of average age was, I, you know, I've, I know it's true, and I understand the trend, but to see the numbers was really interesting for me. This is why when I wake up at 4.30 even on the weekends and when I don't have to, why I'm deep into Census Bureau data, I get teased by everybody. But I do love this stat. 40 years ago, median age at first marriage, uh, almost 25, a little over 25 for men, almost 23 for women. And now, today, it's just over 30, over 28 for women. And so, you know, everyone comes into these marriages, I think, with a lot more of their habits and their money uh, personalities developed. And so it's interesting to see that, listen, I I do a daily podcast, so I hear from people every single day. And a lot of their things that I'm hearing about are ways to align people in a couple around money. Huh. Well, you know, you could look at it two ways. You would think if you're older, you might be more established, but you're also, the older you get, when you get into those relationships, you're already also sort of established and set in your ways. You know, it's a positive and a negative. Yeah, I guess so. Listen, I think that the the first thing to remember, and I learned this when I was researching my first book, which is, you know, you talk to psychologists about like, why do people actually fight about money? Right. And I think the reason is, it's like this this very easy way to um, put any sort of emotional baggage onto something concrete. Instead of saying like, oh, I feel ashamed about money, you're like, don't yell at me about my money. And and that to me is um, kind of the, that is the danger here, that we're not actually talking to our partners or to our almost uh, hooked up marriage, you know, intended. We don't talk about the real stuff, which is, you know, my parents drove me crazy about money and that's why I am the way I am. Or, you know, I feel such, I feel so such anxiety because my, you know, I'm first generation. I came to this country, uh, my parents came to this country with nothing. And now if I don't do right by them, I'm going to disappoint them. So all that emotional stuff mm-hmm. is actually far more important. The actual exchange of information information is a lot easier if you get the emotional stuff out of the way. Yeah, you know, we're talking with Jill Schlesinger, Jill on Money and CBS News. You know, with my wife early on in our relationship, my, the joke was like everything was still in 1994 money for her. I'd be like, this costs this. And she's like, no, it doesn't. And I'm like, Jess, it does. Um, you know, <laughs> like just like she was always in 1994 money. Um, but the, this concept, you know, people know what a prenuptial agreement is. Yeah. 
I don't, you know, tell us a little. There's one that I don't know a ton about, but I assume a post-nup is just the same thing as a prenup just after you get married. But is there really truly something called a no-nup? Yeah, I love this one because, you know, a lot of people live together and don't choose to actually legally get married. And, um, you know, I think what's fascinating about that is it's really a dangerous position when you break up. And I'll tell you why. It's so marriages shouldn't be like, oh, I love you so much. It's no, in case we actually get divorced, it's better to be married. There is a framework for dis, for a dissolution of a marriage. Right. Okay. But let's just say you and I have been living together for a while. You own the house. We've been living there together. Now we have no documentation. We're just like, we're a long-term couple. Right. And let's just say that, you know, you pass away and your siblings are like, Jill, th- um, we love you. Get out of the house. It's ours. Because it automatically will pass to the next person, probably by Connecticut law. And I'm not the next person. So unless you put something down on paper, it is very difficult to protect your loved one, who you're not married to, if if something bad happens to you. So it's almost like it is more important almost as an estate process than even a breakup. But even if it is a breakup... If one person has a huge disparity disparity in wealth, then the other person is kind of like, well, how am I protected? And so I think at least having a conversation and saying, let's just draft a document, especially if there's a real estate transaction um, that is, you know, one. And, and, and if there's like a very big disparity in wealth or you're going to try to claim that in a breakup, well, I made your, I helped with you with your business and like too bad. You're, we're not married. You have no standing here. So yeah. all these things become important. Not that I want to be anti-romantic this No, week. I mean, it's, it's good to hear. Although in your scenario, I die. You know what I mean? What's up with that? I uh, mean, well, listen, it's statistically, I'm a statistics kind scenario. of gal. Did you love the Super Bowl or not? No, I mean honestly, I was just talking about this. I, I, I it's the least I've ever. Well, we had my daughter had kids over, my son had a friend over, and we like I, I watched less of that game than any game I've watched in my adult life. I watched every single minute, even when I had to go walk the dogs during the third quarter. I listened to Paramount Plus plug for my company, um, but. Uh, it was okay to walk the dogs during the third quarter because actually nothing happened. So were you more into the commercials or you actually like the football? No, all into the game. I'm all into the game in Taylor Swift. That's it. I, I was all in. I really was, uh, you know, my, I said uh, three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, we were on an editorial call for CBS Mornings. And I'm like, I want the Chiefs and the Niners. That would be the best, the best for ratings. Yeah. And people were very mad that I said that, but it was. And I also really, really was pulling for, uh, Travis to get down on one knee nope. and propose late in like after they did all the awards and everything so that we could extend the audience even longer. So, you know, it's so funny you say this uh, because I said on Friday, I said, if it's a good game because of the Taylor effect, it could break, you know, ratings records. I don't think the game was good enough to do that. I but, know. But I do think that the the all the ingredients were there for something huge, although I never thought that they would get engaged. I mean, they do love attention, but I don't think they're, they're that. You know what I thought? Uh, was she always wearing that number 87 gold thing, gold necklace or not? I don't remember. Was that a it. new thing? You don't you don't you know what? You are not watching enough. You're you must be a much more careful watcher. Anyway, if you're going to uh, I saw her chugging a beer. Well, okay, she's 34, she's she allowed. Do that, yeah. You know, a lot of money. By the way, there's, you know, obviously they need a prenup. Yeah, I would say so. And she, I mean, it's just weird to see her, like, waiting for him. Like, she's the biggest star on the planet, and, like, the game's over, and she's waiting to get a hug from him. It's just weird to see her in, like, a, such a human 
way. You know what I mean? That's, I know, but it's so cool. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, I don't. I'm not into the haters. I love. Um, uh, you know, I love the NFL. So anything that will bring new people in. Yeah. Listen, I'm Joe. Very, uh, I'm with you. I, we I'm agree. All I'm we, all in. I don't know what to do now. I guess it's hockey season for me. No, February so. is the worst sporting month on the calendar. Once the Super Bowl. Well, is I over, still got the hockey. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the Islanders. Are you a Ranger so. fan? No, what? Islanders. Oh, I married into an Islander family. Oh boy! It's like you can't even say that word. When we're walking the dogs down the street and there's a someone wearing an R hat, I can't even say the word because someone's like could be lurking around. We walk the other like we we cross the street. Oh my goodness. Well, we have a Ranger. Uh, Matt Stroy's our producer is a big Ranger fan, so he yeah. just gave you well, thumbs you know, there. You might have to fire him when no, I'm... No, I don't have firing power, and right. my show would implode if he wasn't here, but I definitely don't like his choice in hockey teams. Listen, Jill, I have an awesome week. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, buddy. All right, Jill Schlesinger, Jill on Money and CBS News here.